Brian, I like that music and I always will. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number to call. Eric, he's ready to receive your phone call. And um, Yolanda and David, we're going to get to your phone calls momentarily. We have some very very important business to take care of. The most important business that we can ever do on this broadcast ever. Everyone else, if you want to send us a question, do so now and take an opportunity, not only while you're on our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com, to navigate through, see the various things we have to offer as far as resources that may, may help you grow up in your most holy faith. Everyone else, if you want to send a question by way of Facebook, we're live there. Don't forget to click that share button that everybody else in your contact list to know that you're listening to our broadcast so they can get out, so people can know all over the world. I know some of my friends in Liberia, West Africa, send me a note, say, easy, easy, we, we hear you guys out here. And I really appreciate that. Oh, and the, uh, yeah, again, we heard it last week, but we had heard it before in the mm-hmm. prison ministries. Yeah, great. That's a, that's a wonderful thing, man. Listen, folks, you just don't know that when you're prayerfully supporting us and you're financially supporting us, that that is not just a vicarious um, investment. That's a direct investment in keeping this broadcast alive for the, for the people that are doing that. Please, 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 like the gentleman, my, one of my most favorite guys said, hey, if I don't have any money, can I still ask a question? Absolutely, yeah, 1,000%. I, I remember that. I mean, yeah. that, 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 look, I want to meet that gentleman if not on this side of heaven, uh, you know, on the other side. Because uh, those are the type of precious things that, you know, keep us going. It's like being a soldier in the battlefield that we deal with, and we have to deal with all the positive and negative. But to hear things like that, to hear such beautiful, precious souls wanting to know what the Bible says about their issues is what this is all about. Ergo, Bible info brokers. So PCH, the Bible talks about very much so about hell. That's right. I said H-E double hockey sticks. It talks about hell quite a bit. But the answer or the solution or the antidote to hell, if I can use those expressions, is in the person of Jesus Christ. How can that be? And how can you be so narrow-minded to say something like that, PCH? Thanks, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reality. Life is, as Hodge says, brutish, short, and nasty. Um, uh, yeah, there there are great things. There are good things, but uh, a lot of us who are baby boomers, uh, at least speaking from that generation, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we we know we're we're not twenty, we're not thirty, we're not forty, we're not even fifty anymore. And Preach. there's a reality. You can see that this doesn't stretch on forever. That life does come to an end, and. Not only is that so, but often your health goes down pretty drastically and other issues. But even people who were in the prime of life, they thought uh, making uh, accomplishments such as maybe being at the apex of their career, of athletics, or whatever it may be, and yet they're miserable, and and they're particularly miserable because they were told or they believed that they did certain things or if they accomplished certain things, they would experience you know, this radical contentment and, and joy of life, and it's not there. It's elusive. It doesn't exist. It's chasing the end of the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and it's not there. And so the point is is that one only finds meaning and purpose in life, let alone to not be separated from God from all of eternity, which is what we deserve, is through Jesus Christ. That Jesus is the divine physician. He has given the diagnosis that we are sinners, we're messed up, we are separated from God, and the prognosis is at this rate we will go to what you just said, Daryl, hell, we'll be eternally separated from Christ. So if you think life's bad now or not that great, uh, it doesn't get any better if you don't know Christ. When you die, that's not your answer, that's the answer you don't want. It gets exponentially, to put it mildly, worse. My friend, here's the point. 
anybody who's mentally healthy is not not literally certifiable is looking for meaning for purpose significance in life let alone not to be eternally judged by god just kind of the wise thing you know what i'm saying just saying there literally so yeah. the point is and that is only found in a personal relationship with jesus christ You've been looking into all kinds of things, trying to find that meaning, that purpose, that significance, and it's eluded you, and frankly, it will elude you till the day you die and get worse afterwards, unless you realize it's found in Jesus Christ. And I don't know, I don't just don't mean a Jesus or Jesus as you conceive of him. Mm. That Jesus is a figment of your imagination. That's an illusion. This isn't inventing God in your own image. Uh, he's not he's not impressed with the so called compliment. It is trusting in Christ of the Bible and submitting to his lordship and acknowledging that he is God and you're not and that we are in need of his forgiveness. You, here's what you need, my friend, put it bluntly. You need fellowship with God, but you can't have that. You don't have that. You may think you do, but God says you don't, you, unless you have a relationship. And you only can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says, he who does not have a son does not have life. But he, if you don't have the son, you don't have the Father. You, you can't have fellowship with God the Father unless you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The wise person says, hmm, Dr. Phil's question, how that, how's that working for you? Oh, it's not. How old are you? When are you going to give it up and realize what you've been doing is not working? And it's not going to work. But trust in Christ with all seriousness, my friend. Believe on him as your Lord and Savior. Ask him for forgiveness. Humble yourself before God. Admit you're wrong. Admit you've messed up, like the rest of us. Ask for forgiveness and know right here, right now, he gives you eternal life. That's just not longevity. That is the quality of life and that more abundantly. Life until its fullness. And the Bible tells us this. In this little epistle, little letter, a guy named the Apostle John wrote in First John, he tells us, he, he informs us that God has given us life, and this life is in his Son. And those that have the Son, that is Jesus, is their Lord and Savior, they have eternal life even though, obviously, you haven't passed on yet. Mm. Now, here's my question to you, my friend. Do you have life? Do you have eternal life? It's only in Jesus. Trust in Him as Lord and Savior. Otherwise, this conversation will be continued after your death, and it's not going to go the way you want it to. Right now is the time. Today is the day of salvation and deliverance. Today is the day of repentance, changing from your sinful ways. Today is the day you need to embrace God, ask for forgiveness, and receive the forgiveness He so freely gives you through Jesus Christ. PCH, um, just, just a quick uh, caveat or addendum to the gospel message. What did it mean in John 1? Uh, like 12 and 13, where it says, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but God. What does that kind of mean in in the shortest version that you can? Well, in context, it's really not the word power, dunamis. It's the word exousia, Mm. which is in Greek, authority. To those who, who trust in him or believe in him, he gives the authority, he gives them the right, they become his children. That is, we're adopted into God's family. It'd be good enough if God just forgave us and didn't judge us for eternity for our sins, for our shortcomings, our failures. Uh, but he doesn't just forgive us, 
he adopts us into his family. So we become his children. So some people are seeing right now, indeed, there's a group called the children of God, and many claim to be in general the children of God, but they're not because they've never trusted in Jesus Christ of the Bible as their Lord and Savior. But for those who do, God forgives them, and even beyond, above and beyond that, he adopts us into his family, as it says, for example, in Titus chapter 3, about verses 6 and 7, and it says in First John 1, excuse me, in John 1, 12, which you just have been quoting, he gives us the authority, the right, to become his children, and that means we get all the rights and privileges thereof, which is life and meaning and significance and purpose and joy for eternity, which he promises to his children. You know, and I'm just thinking about even as you said that I know that this adoption thing and many people <clears throat> were dealing with the abortion issue and all that kind of stuff. And just think about the pleasure and the significance of someone looking at you as a child and then choosing you in a natural, how much more that God gives you the authority to be his son through the adoption because of what Jesus Christ did. It, 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 it blows my mind to know, and I'll be honest with you guys. Well, what else can blow your mind is 888 The soothness and the comfort of Eric's voice will want you to call back week in and week out to get your questions answered. Craig, don't you even halfway giggle on that. You know it's true. <laughs> call Eric right now. Telephonically, call Eric now. 888 Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. Facebook, email, or tweet. What do you say, Brian? So it just sounds like you guys have passed through flying, flying colors through my bus school. <laughs> Man. <laughs> he didn't get a chance. He didn't get a chance, Greg. He tried to start the key, and the key broke off in ignition. <laughs> he said, Daryl and Greg, they're gone. They're down the road. <laughs> Anyway, listen, I look like a call just dropped, man. I know Eric didn't do that, but we have Yolanda on the line. Yolanda from North Hollywood. Thanks for holding on and calling in. Hi. Hi, Yolanda. How are you? I'm fine. I just wanted to make sure my buttons are pushed on my phone so that I come through clearly. You're coming through loud and clear. You sound great. All right. Um, Thank you for taking my call. And uh, from week to week, I do have a question. I heard... uh, Earlier today on the radio station, um, an evangelist, they were talking about the uh, concept of predestination. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling, I'm call, and they reference Romans 8 and Ephesians 1.5. Those are the two scriptures. And I wanted to just state if, if my understanding of predestination is correct. That's my question for you tonight now. I understand it that, you know, eternity past, way, 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 way back, the Lord could look down through eternity and see each and every one of us and predetermine who he wanted to be, um, you know, Christ, become a Christian, to be Christ-like, to become the image of his son, do I understand predestination properly? Well, let me say this, Yolanda, uh, before I, I throw it to the other teammates, that we have an abridged version of the answer that we're going to give now. But if you want a more exhausted uh-huh. 
uh, exhausted our comprehensive uh, talk on it. We did about what, Brian, ten to fifteen weeks on the subject matter. So yeah, or, or you, I, I take one of Craig's <laughs> class. It'll go like four months through all this. There so. you go. So we're gonna attempt to all give right, you. I wish I hadn't missed it. Yeah, well, right. it was some years ago, but we have the like you said, Brian said Craig can tell you more about how to get a more comprehensive uh, thing. But we're gonna yeah. uh, attempt to give you the bridge version of it. And, and Craig can give you a really good, uh, a couple really good books. Yes, yeah. we'll go through all the views uh, mm-hmm. dealing with predestination. So. I'm going to turn this over okay. to the professor. Go ahead, Craig. Give him a little drum roll, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to be nice. I'll have to put you in the corner. Of the <laughs> hey, I'll be more than happy to go. <laughs> Yolanda, thank you. This is always good to hear from you. This is a great question. In fact, there are a number of books, and I have a bibliography, but I have a free outline, about a 10-, 12-page outline on predestination and election. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the differing views and, and how Christians understand it. But, but let me address your question here directly. I would argue, sorry, but that's really not a correct view of predestination. That is a standard of Arminian view. Arminianism, there's different shades of it, is one view. There's four major views. They're called Calvinism, moderate Calvinism, Lutheranism, and then there are variations of the Arminian view. But standardly, that view says basically what you said is God looks down the corridors of times through his foreknowledge. And so uh, prognosis, prognosco, noun and verb, respectively, are the words in Greek, the foreknowledge. And it is talked about in Romans, what, 829 and other passages. Uh, uh, by the way, parizo uh, is, a, is the Greek word for, for predestination. Um, but they're related, but not the same. But at any rate, so God looks down the corners of time, and he sees who's going to choose him, and then based upon his not advanced knowledge, his foreknowledge, he chooses them. But the main reason for his choice is because he sees they were going to respond to him. And yeah. in one sense, I wish that was true, but that's not what the word means. Let me give you an example. In, in the Bible, where the, about six times where the term's used, it, 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 God, it says basically the Orthodox view is God foreknows everything and everyone. He not only knows every event that's going to happen, and indeed he says, like in passages, Isaiah 22.10, even back in the Old Testament and then through the New Testament, that he, he foreknows all events, and that's the mark of that he is who he is. It's one of the signs that it's God, is because he calls the things that are not as though they are. He calls them before they come to pass. But God also foreknows everyone. He knows every person who's going to exist, what they're going to do, and, of course, what they're going to choose. So here's the problem. Then God foreknows everyone, so if, if, if salvation is, or predestination is based on foreknowledge, then everybody would be saved because God foreknows everyone. But the word here actually implies, uh, there's a Hebrew word yada, Y-A-D-A, or even just the word gnosis, can mean in Greek G-N-O-S-I-S. It can mean knowledge uh, of some type, but it also implies a relationship. So in Matthew 7, for example, there are the people who do signs and wonders and do miracles and say, in your name, we did all kinds of great things. And Jesus says to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Ironically, they claim to be religious people. I never knew you. 
But when he claims he doesn't know them, he's not saying literally he didn't know they existed. Where'd you come from? He's saying, in essence, you claim a relationship with me, but I claim no relationship with you. You claim me as a relative, but I don't claim you. So foreknowledge means more than just knowing in advance. And it's it's other big meaning as applied to God is he has some type of relationship with people, and therefore God foreknows everything and everyone. So foreknowledge can't be the basis on which he chooses people. Yolanda? And okay, I'm so here. I'm, I was uh, waiting for a couple of the the books that you would recommend that will give me a more. Comprehend. Well, yeah, yeah. If you just email us and they'll pass the email on to me, I'll send you free the outline. Uh, the, but there are a number of, of books. I have a whole bibliography again, as I mentioned. But it's it's kind of difficult because you're going to get these differing views. I think you, what I would like to do is just send you the free outline, read it first, and then we can talk about some books. But most of the books just have one or two right. views. Very few books give a major overview of the views, and so you just get confused or indoctrinated into the one view that you're reading at the time, whereas my outline just gives you an overview of all the views. Yolanda, I think we're going to take it a different route. I'm going to have Craig send it to me, and I'm going to just put it up on our website. Right, and then you can just click it, yeah. Yeah, and then you you just click it right under resources, and it'll be uh, predestination by Professor Hawkins. Click it, and uh, the files will come up, and you can take a look at it. But I'd like to give okay, you one more thing here. Well, go ahead, correct. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to give you one more thought here. So it can't be based merely on foreknowledge, because God foreknows one more time everything and everyone. But what I do know, there's a lot of things I don't know, because the Bible doesn't tell us. But what I do know is that we're told, for example, in Ephesians 1, one of the great chapters on predestination, Romans 8, was actually mentioned earlier, um, is that God does it in love. It says, in love, he has predestined us. And so predestination is clearly taught. The question is, what does it mean? How do we understand it? But at least four times in the book of Ephesians, at least four, if not five times, God says he, he predestines us in love. So I don't claim to know all the reasons and why and how God does it, but I do claim to know a little bit about him because he's revealed himself in, his, in the Bible, his word. And he is just, yeah. he is righteous and good and holy and kind, and he is loving. And so whatever the basis of predestination is, I'm confident when God explains it to me, I'm, I'm going to go, amen, Lord. I yes. couldn't have come up with a better answer in a billion years myself. Amen, amen. So I start with what I do know. God is good. He's gracious. He's loving. And I'm trusting in him that on whatever basis he predestines people, it is right and just and true and good. Very good. Yolanda, thank you very much for your phone call, as usual. And and Yolanda, give us about a week to get that thing up. So um, I'll email Craig as a reminder, and and then I'll get it to the guy that does our website, and we'll put it up under the resources. And uh, if you you can, uh, send us your email address, too. Pardon me? What is the website? What the, is the website? It's uh, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Thank you. All right. You're very now. welcome. Thank you. God bless you, Yolanda. You know, as ladies and gentlemen, Brian mentioned, well, let me give the phone number right quick. We have some open lines. Matter of fact, all open lines for you to call Eric right now at 888 995 5552. 
Everything else is Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, email, tweet, or messenger as questions. Let me just quickly explain that a lot of times when we you're on the line, you may be on there a little bit long, we take we try to take the calls in some kind of order whereby we feel that the subject matter is there, so we don't have to go back and repeat subjects. So if you don't get in in the order that you call in, you never know the order unless Eric tells you, you know, then what we're trying to say is that, listen, we apologize if you're on a little longer than what you could be on. And if you want to call back to various people who I'm talking about, call back next week, but we try to take questions as we get them, we write them down, and so we deal with them as we have time on the broadcast. And in, in particular, for people that's calling in for prayer, we really appreciate that also. That's why I mentioned the fact that you can go on our website. If you don't have access to the internet, I apologize. Maybe you can send us, um, excuse me, uh, a little postcard about your prayer. We love to receive things like that because when we have them physically in our hand, then we can deal with them. So send us an email or physical postcards, uh, letters, and let us know what your requests are, especially prayer requests and even questions that way. We want to do it. Questions, answers, yes, great. But prayer requests, all that stuff, we can do something when we have them in our hands. So if you have access to the internet, go on our website and you can see where it says contact us. Brian got this thing set up so nicely. Even I know how to work this website and send the questions like that. So, Bonnie, we got your we got your prayer request, and if you could, uh, I'm going to try to send the email to us so we have a, a reminder, but I don't want to do that as a habit. So, folks, take advantage of the email, send us a postcard, a letter, and let us know what you want. We'd love to receive those letters, like I said, like a soldier on the war field. we love to hear from the folks at home, especially the other teammates out there living by the Word Ministries, Bible Information Brokers. And, and I do want to say, um, you know, when we get our we, when we get our donations, uh, some of you leave uh, messages and notes, and just want you to know that we do read them, and we we definitely want to say thank you f- uh, for that. So indeed, thank, indeed, thank you for your kind words. And so, David, I'm not going to deal with your question. I'm going to let you call in next week, as you said you will, and we give you priority and get your question uh, asked and answered like that. But everybody else, take advantage. We have the open lines now. We have about 30 minutes left on the broadcast. So call us right now at triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers Facebook email or tweet. Brian. Yeah, we do have another question uh, from Patrick again. Okay. Uh, his question is, what are the symptoms of spiritual oppression in the believer? Mm. That's a good question. That is an interesting question. Spiritual oppression. I know we talked about it. Someone called in. We did it with it earlier about the Flip Wilson uh, theology about you do sinning and dealing with the uh, demon possession, as it were. But, you know, demons uh, cannot possess a believer if I'm understanding that whole process about God dwelling within us. And, you know, God's not going to share his house with a demon. We're protected in that sense where he cannot possess us. But the influence that Satan and his cohorts can have, uh, David, I'm not David, but uh, Brian and um, uh, Craig and the listening audience, is great. And you know what? I don't have a lot of understanding on that uh, aspect of life. I know our dear colleague Craig wrote books about a couple of books about that kind of world, but it's a very real world. I'm still going to be holding my book on Ian Bounds on prayer, the big, the larger volume, and dealing with the idea of the God side of all this stuff and oppression and everything like this. And I guarantee you, through prayer, through communication, through devotion, through fellowship, you're going to be less. Um, oppressed, even though you may be more attacked because you have tools. It's like having bills and you got a lot of money to pay your bills. Well, communication with God, devotion to God, fellowship, reading your word, which we talk about all the time, studying your word, uh, take those things and uh, that happen in your life. And as far as oppression, as far as I'm concerned, and you have the tools to use to not only 
deal with it as it were, as First Corinthians ten thirteen talks about, but you also have the the great possibility of God's willing to eliminate those things in your life. Again, Lord willing, and Lord willing is not a sign of lack of faith. I wish we get that straight too. Brian and PCH. So Daryl, we're gonna, we're going to give away not one. that book. No, not this one. <laughs> Notice it says easy deal to sign. Exactly. So Daryl, I know this is one of your favorite books, Man. and we want to we're going to give one out to the listening audience. So what would you say would be a good first one calling a question? What do you say? First one call or just first one communicate with us by email, Facebook, and all that kind of stuff. What do you? What do you it's on your call. Uh, you, well, if we're going to give a book that like that away, let me think of a good good question because that's a super super. It is a great a nice book. Volume. So let me think about it, and we'll come back with it towards the end of the show. All righty. PCH, what say you in regards to the 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 demon possession, the demon oppression, I should say, in the, uh, of the believer. That's what it was. So what are the symptoms of symptoms. spiritual oppression in the believer? And that's from Patrick on Facebook. Patrick, right? yep. Yeah, and, and Patrick, he, he's probably going to think strike two tonight. I'm, I'm very leery of saying this because it can be completely misconstrued, misunderstood, because there's a lot of these same symptoms that are just from a Christian simply not walking closely with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And some will go, oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm demonically oppressed. And that would be um, um, the bad news. Well, bad news. It would be incorrect. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very leery because they, that, that's kind of like saying name, uh, name uh, the cities in the United States. Well, there's so many. But the issue is, and so I'm really, so you notice this reluctancy, this hesitancy on my part to name them, because I know, I've, I've been doing this a long time, and I know what happens. People, inevitably, there's a thing called confirmation bias, so people see symptoms that they think, you know, that they hear, now they have those symptoms. So I could say, like, I could say, like, for example, let me give you an example, uh, a real lack of desire to read the Word of God. And someone goes, well, I have that. And, oh, see, it's, so it's demonic. It's like, no, you're just simply being lazy and, and unspiritual uh, and not being disciplined and, and reading the Word of God. So there's an example. So I could list all, a, a dozens of symptoms now, and, and, and they would all be misunderstood by uh, people that stemming from other factors. Simply, They're just simply not walking closely with the Lord. Look, there's, it's very specific, and, and the only reason one would even be harassed or oppressed is because you've been involved in a certain type of sin. For example, let's make this a little easier. Let's do it the reverse way. You go to a seance, you're going to get harassed. You're going to be oppressed because you've totally disobeyed God and, and entered into the demonic realm, no matter what the quote-unquote psychic thinks or what have you. You're doing stuff you should never be doing. Or you you're, you know, went to a palm reader. I mean, you know, just, you know, something like that. You're dabbling with the occult. There's a reason. You don't just walk down the street and get oppressed. The only people who get oppressed like that, uh, and even then it's not like that, are people who are involved in ministry, who are really making a difference for eternity, who are missionaries on the mission field, and particularly in areas, not only, but particularly in areas where there's a lot of occultism practice. Uh, there's a reason. You don't just get oppressed. I mean, look, there, there's only one devil, and there's only so many demonic spirits. They can't be everywhere. They're not all night present. So they're going to be very selective of who they harass and who they oppress, and there has to be a reason. And the reason is because you're really inflicting damage on the on the kingdom of darkness because of the, you're walking with the Lord and sharing the gospel and teaching the faith and discipling believers. Uh, 
That's one way, or the other way is because you're full-on in sin, and not just any sin, you're involved in sins related to the occult, messing around with divination, magic, spiritism, sorcery, one of the three of those, and then now you've opened the doorway to to that to be harassed by the, the demonic, or you're reading occult literature, occultic literature, you have a lot of cult literature in your house. I, I don't keep that stuff lying around. I treat it like it's poison. Mm. I have it under, most of it under lock and key, and, and, and I'm very selective when I bring stuff in. It's only for research. I pray before, during, and after, and get it back out of the house. Um, so... That, that's that's kind of, I'm sure Patrick's going, man, that's kind of a vague answer. Well, I'm going to leave it vague because I know what happens. I'll, I'll give a list of things that are completely legitimate, and people will misapply them to themselves and say, and here's the point. And they will, instead of taking ownership that they're just being slothful, that they are not being diligent in the things of God, they're going to blame it on the devil. And it will be, Daryl, as you said, the flip will from theology. The devil made me do it or not do it in this case. It's not really my fault. It's demonic oppression. No, it's in the vast majority of cases, it's you, the sinner. It's your fault because you're not disciplined and you're not obeying God. It's short and sweet. I could, let me last one. I could, being overweightly, greatly overweight, I could say, oh, it's the devil's fault. I'm being tempted by the devil. No, you're being tempted by yourself and your own sinfulness and your own self indulgence. And so I'm not going to give people the e ticket to blame the devil or the demonic realm. We need to own our stuff. And it's relatively few and far between, at least in America, at least at this time, I think it's changing, that someone is even uh, harassed or oppressed by the demonic. There has to be a reason. I've already enumerated those. You know, Craig, I'm going to, you know, your answer kind of prompted me to um, look for the tapes because I, I, one of the very first class I took from you about 30 years ago, 30 <laughs> plus years ago, uh, it was called Tools of the Occult, but I have it all on cassette tape. And so, who tape? Mm-hmm. Cassette tape. So I'm going to see about getting those digitized and then put up on the, I got to find them first. You know, so uh, man, I, I, yes. I mean, it, it was like I can't remember how many weeks, but it was a good class. But it was, you know, it was called Tools of the Occult, and so uh, yeah. I think those would be really good to have up online. Yeah, and I, I actually have a very extensive notes on all this stuff, but but it, it takes time to get it out, and I can't do it in ten minutes, and then somebody misapplies it. So it's the proverbial little knowledge can be really dangerous. But there are a lot of the things to actually look for, and there's very specific signs. And if one wants to read up on this, again, read Kurt K U R T Coke K O C H. Read his books. Uh, ABC of a call the devil's alphabet and all kinds of books he wrote from a Christian perspective dealing with it from a theological and missionary and counseling perspective. I think he did a great job with his material. If you want to study this stuff and things to look for, uh, but I have a lot of lectures. In fact, the one article I'm thinking of is actually called deliver us from demons of misdiagnosis, hmm. deliver us from demons of misdiagnosis. Cause Mitchell does Mitchell had seen uh, so much destructive, uh, uh, so much harm done by Christians who didn't know what they're talking about, just trying to de-demonize everybody and saying, oh, your problem is your demon-possessed or demonized, and it had nothing to do with it. That can be so incredibly harmful. Uh, And so I just, I'm not going to feed that. I'm not going to indulge that. You know, uh, I'm kind of waving off that a little bit. Speaking of the um, 
tapes I have. I also have, Craig, the lecture from Harold O.J. Brown. Mm. I think it was like two hours of that. So that would be another good one to get up there as well. Yeah, of course, he did a whole series for us off his book on heresies. Right. That was a fantastic you know, time with Harold O.J. Brown. Wow. Well, you We're guys, the Wayback Machine now. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about the Wayback Machine. You know what, Brian? I want to give a question. You guys always give these um, questions that we give away a thousand books, but this is going to be on the honor system. So, believers and unbelievers, if you're listening and you want a book on prayer, the Ian Bounds book. If you're on Facebook, I'll hold it up where you can see it. Is this the one we're going to give them? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. And it's interesting, but not this one. But you know, yeah, because that's it, it's um, it's a book I've heard a lot. I mean, it's weird. All the books that I have, I don't have that one, and but I've heard a lot of great things. So that's on that why book. you were looking at it pretty closely and handling it, huh? Okay. You got my glasses. <laughs> I won't take your book. Stop it. Anyway, <laughs> here's here's the question, guys, and then um, we're gonna go with caller, email, all the different formats that we have here. We're gonna do a time thing. We can put the times on it: Facebook, email, tweet, messenger, and calls. But you cannot look in your Bible to answer this question. You must come off the top of the dome, the head, if you would. You must have this knowledge in your mind and heart. And here it is. And, and they can't use the greater good argument for not going into the Bible. <laughs> so, so we can get this thing. So my prayer life can get together, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Brian. But here's the, here's the question. The question is in regards to, it's come from, in part, there was a person that said, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. There are five characters that in, in, encapsulate that particular uh, prayer. So you need to answer four out of the five to get this book. Four out of five. Do not look it up. Do not Google it. Do not go to any, any help. You got to come off the dome. There's five characters. You get four out of five, we get a book. The tiebreaker will be if you get five out of five, where the, the, the statement was made in part against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. What five characters are involved in that particular prayer? That hey, is Brian. the question. Pardon me? Right. Brian, I'm calling Brian as a witness. This is the first time in the history of over 25 years of this broadcast we've told people not to read the Bible. There, there you go. There you go. Hey, watch. And, and got it from the guy who posts the Bible chronologically every day. I just want somebody to come off the top of the dome. That's all. And, Craig, you can't even Google it either. You can't Google, you can't Google it. Just come off the top of your head, please. It's got to be already. I have to know the answer. Google. I use another web searcher, web browser. There you go. No, no, no web help at all. All we want you to do, the only time you can use your web is when you're typing in the answer. So Facebook, email, tweet, uh, .com website, Bible Info Brokers. Call Eric right now. The question again is this. What five characters are involved? Four out of five will get you the book, but five will be the tiebreaker if other people have at the same close time. Within a three-minute time spot, we're going to give everybody within three minutes of each other. That's the way I do it. So anyway, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Five characters, which are the five characters involved with that? And there we go. 888-995-5552 is the number. 888-995-5552. Don't use the Bible on that question. Honor system. God knows. Don't get in trouble. And uh, Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, email, tweet us questions. We have about um, 
about 25 minutes left in the broadcast. Brian, we need to talk about one more time the participation uh, award and participation opportunity for people to do what? To donate to the ministry, what? to the radio ministry. Very okay. good. It's not for Craig's salary, my salary, your salary, because why? Because our salaries are what? I want to double. I want to double pay. Okay. If we all double, triple our pay, it's going to come up to a big goose egg. And you know, okay, I got you. You know, and I say that to say that your donations pay for this radio ministry to be on air, period, and everything that has to do with the cost of this radio ministry. And uh, there's a couple ways you can give. Daryl's giving out that website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. And you can click on that link, and you can uh, support us financially uh, with the debit or credit card. And, um, you know, there's two ministries that are taking place right now. One always the radio ministry, but now uh, also the trip to uh, Nepal. And your donations will help support that trip as well. And when you give, please make a notation on there. Uh, Please put a note on there that um, you want all of it to go to the radio ministry, all of it to go to the trip, split it up 50, 50, 70, 30, 60, 40. You let us know how you want us, uh, uh, how you want that to happen. Okay. So again, you can go to the website, bibleinfobrokers.com. You can also, you can also go through snail mail, which uh, you can uh, make your donation, your check, credit card, uh, check, cash your check money or make it out to living by the word living by the word and you can mail that to p.o box 90477 p.o box 90477 los angeles california 90009 again los angeles california 90009 so again we want to thank you in advance we want to thank you for your prayers thank you for your donations and uh, and thank you for standing with us again for this radio ministry to be on air every week and for this trip to Nepal where a lot of good is going to be done uh, will be done uh, with your donations. Really appreciate it, Brian. And while you're talking on the subject matter, is what is the update or is there an update on the Bible study on Wednesday? And PCS, be prepared to talk about your channel. Well, with all that's going on, and you and Craig <laughs> know what happened <laughs> last week, and. Uh, Boy, uh, what a roller coaster! We're gonna we're gonna get back this 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 Wednesday, and so for those that are listening that are regulars on Bible study, uh, we are gonna definitely come back and um, get get started with the Bible study again. It's been a crazy month, month and a half, and so Lord willing, we got through a lot of it, and um, uh, with with good news as well, and so we're uh, bet we'll be back on track, and, okay. and they can go just it's gonna be. Uh, BIBVBS, Bible Info Brokers, a virtual Bible study, the BIBVBS.com. If you want to join in, it's on 730 on Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, PCH, before you mention about the uh, your new channel, well, you know, maybe your old channel that you're on, uh, very important also on Wednesday, I believe that's going on with you. Uh, folks, take a look at our Facebook page daily and uh, follow along with the chronological reading. You can start anywhere you want, any day you want, and just go to the beginning and start reading chronologically. On the Facebook page, you just scroll back all the way to the beginning of the year. I'll be posting, continue to post daily, uh, reading chronologically through the Bible. So that, that statement that Craig made about we're discouraging folks <laughs> the first time ever in 20-something years that we say don't read your Bible. I don't give 
for don't go to the Bible for an answer because I want it off the top of the dome. This way, go back to your Bible and read chronologically so you would have the answer uh, to the question I gave about against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. The five characters involved with that. PCH, please. Well, I want to talk about that, but we really didn't finish talking about uh, Nepal. So just yes, do that too, please. So Brian and I and others are going to be going to Nepal. That that will be coming up. Um, um, the twelfth, the twelfth of August to the twenty second. You got to cut off a little bit, PCH. That's why I came. I chimed in. PCH, you there? Okay. Apparently, we may have uh, uh, got a little technical difficulty, but anyway, the Nepal trip. Brian, when you want to talk about it, or I don't have the date. I have the dates, but tell them about the excitement that you have in going. Well, you know, it, it's it's my first uh, trip out of the country insofar as doing ministry. Right, right, right. Okay, normally you did a lot of relaxation out of the country, though. <laughs> Not too much. Yeah, okay, anyway. but it's uh, I'm really excited, and uh, I I'm, I know it's going to be an eye opener, but. I, I think it's going to be more of an eye opener than I'm expecting. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I'm just uh, trusting God that he'll use me however he wants me to be used to to um, to do this. And I think it'll let me know if this is something that I'm going to be doing on a regular basis or uh, is my ministry just basically still here in the United States, which is a huge <laughs> ministry yeah, ground. Sure, sure. And so uh, but, you know, you hear about a lot of stuff you know, the, the human trafficking and what people are, the Christians are doing across the world. And uh, it's going to be great to, to uh, see it firsthand and be a part of it. And I just ask the Lord to use me however he wants to use me, whether it's just, you know, observing and participating how they want me to participate. And uh, Doing what again? To use me or participate however oh, he wants I, me I, to participate. I like those certain words I like. Oh, and so... Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay, I got you. Very good. That was easy of you. So anyway, uh, that that's kind of where my heart is. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, so anyway, and, and and I just pray that the Lord just moves uh, through this entire trip. Put through, the desire on your heart. That's the kind of thing there. Through through everybody, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, and I'm just I'm just just happy to be a tool. However. You know, not a uh, negative tool, but a positive tool. A positive like, tool, yeah. however the Lord wants to use me. Yeah. So, and it, you know, this might be my first and only trip, but it might be the first of many. So, did you hear that, Brian? I think Professor is back from his break. Uh, PCH, are you back with us? Are you back with us? <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Go right in, PCH. <laughs> yeah. Well, where were we? Yeah. So, yeah, Lord willing, as Brian was saying, we'll be going August 12th, about the 22nd, visiting with just a number of dear brothers and sisters, including Pastor Krishna, who's one of the folks I have trained almost 10 years ago in our conferences, the TOT training we do in India, where we pay their way and room and board and everything. Well, this time we're going directly to him. And also working with a, a friend, Brad, who's involved with a very powerful ministry where they rescue young girls and boys out of the human trafficking. And they don't just rescue them, which would be great, but it's a Christian organization, share the gospel, give them a place to live, and and teach them skills and whatnot, because they've often been shamed by their family. They can't get a normal job. And the, often it's the extreme poverty that is a contributing factor, not that it justifies this, but why, why, 
white parents literally themselves often sell their kids into slavery or into, you know, clearly less than desirable circumstances. I'm speaking euphemistically. We're talking about sex trafficking and other forms of of abuse. So this is going to be a powerful trip. I'm just delighted that Brian's going and some other uh, some some dear folks are going with us. And I uh, just want to encourage the body of Christ, has already been said, but one more time tonight, uh, for the prayerful support that, that we'll, we'll have favor with the authorities, not get in trouble, and that God will bless our schedule and the meetings we need to have and places we need to be and safe travels. And, of course, uh, I've had a lot of friends traveling lately getting COVID, not that I'm, I've already had it, but and shots, but that that often gets you way late, at least five days, that we don't encounter that. And also, if, if people can, if they want to, to donate financially as well towards this, um, because it help, makes it possible, it helps pay for the flights over, uh, for the resources we try to take with us, and uh, the other things we'll be doing. So I just want to encourage people to be with us, partner with us, definitely prayerfully. Uh, everybody can do that if you believe in what we do, prayerfully partner with us to trip to Nepal. August 12th to about the 22nd, um, but as well as financially, if you're able, if the Lord is moving you to do that, we really appreciate that. I want to thank you because you are making the trip possible. So really, it's just like you are going with us because yes. of your prayers and as you're able financially giving, this is what makes this this missionary trip happen. You know, you know, Craig, when I when I think of, you know, we you talk about the, the people that are rescued from human trafficking. Yeah, that's very dangerous stuff because that's it's like you're messing with someone's money, okay? It, it's almost like oh, it's almost like cocaine. You know, you're taking you're taking people's cocaine away from them, and they're no they're not getting that money from that you know from that uh, from all that cocaine that you've confiscated, and so the human trafficking yep. it's the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. you rescue someone from this from the human trafficking you know you're taking someone's money away and you're you're taking people off then with cartels well and kind of stuff. yeah in fact a lot of the buildings now i'm talking cambodia for a moment when i go there a lot of these buildings of these ministries and organizations they don't have a name on it because they are targeted because exactly mm-hmm. you know they've talked about it even today you know selling drugs is not as lucrative as, as sure. human trafficking because they can re-traffic the average person for about seven years and they often are make them work you know have see about 20 plus johns a day if you will I mean, it's really brutal, and they use them up in about seven years, but the return on their investment in that seven years, the amount of money they make is just is, is mind-boggling. But the other thing, Brian, is, and again, I'm trying to be careful what we said here, but one of the guys we're going to be working with, he actually was run off the road and left for dead. He actually took quite a while to recover, and and basically, fortunately, some good Samaritans came by and helped him. Uh, but he was run over, hit by a, a car, and left for dead. And uh, th- that's this stuff happens. This is the reality. This, this, here's the real world. So I, I've not ever brought that up, but you're absolutely right. You're talking people's livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, as disgusting as, and despicable as that is, you're talking money. When you start talking money, then people start getting... Uh, pretty riled up because they see it as their cash cow. I mean, it's so it's horrific and disgusting. But that that's the that's reality, Brian. So, yeah. and 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 I know people who really who who dedicated their lives to breaking this stuff up and to doing that. And one of my friends has the scars to prove it. So yes. Yeah. 
Man, let me tell you something, guys. Um, I'm just led real quickly just to let the people know, anybody that has been or if you have not been, <clears throat> just understand the connection. Brian and Craig, and we talk about giving to uh, take care of these type of various things we do in the ministry. Well, we've been I've been in ministry for 30-plus years, and I made an agreement with the Lord before I came into ministry that I never want money to be a reason why I don't do ministry the way the Lord calls me to do. I've told people about my golf ministry, and, you know, some folks that know me try to make a joke about it as though it's just, you know, because I enjoy the game, just like tennis and other things like that. But, yeah, I do enjoy it, but what a wonderful thing to be able to, to enjoy something and to see the Lord work things out in fruition. So just a quick update. I want you to continue to pray that the Lord opens and closes the doors in the golf ministry. A tremendous opportunity came out because whatever happens in this golf ministry that I believe the Lord move upon my heart, and I won't get into the details about it, will definitely have a, a positive effect, in my opinion, on not only this ministry, but the things that Craig is doing and various people that know me and other ministries that are involved, because God gives us spiritual gifts, and one of the gifts I believe that God gave me is giving, and because I, I'm just a simple guy, just an easy guy, but uh, for the Lord, and for what it means for a precious soul to be saved and the way Brian and Craig is talking about these people and these kids and trafficking and drugs and other stuff. I'm a retired cop myself. I've been around the world and I've seen the atrocities. I left Liberia right after uh, they had the situation out there. I've been in Kuwait in the next month when Saddam Hussein attacked Kuwait and everything. So I have associations with people all over the world that there's some very serious suffering, both believer and unbeliever. And folks, that's what we do. We don't want to get on here and talk about it too much, but just keep my golf ministry in your prayer and continue to ask the Lord to open the doors that he want to open and close the doors that he want to close because I'm not smart enough to know sometimes the difference, and I appreciate that. So so basically, we want your ministry to be a hole-in-one. 888-995-5552 is the number, 888-995-5552. No, it wasn't, Jared. It was not a good one. Craig, Craig didn't even give him a giggle on that, not even a courtesy giggle. Craig got gave me a thumbs up on that one. 888-995-5552. Listen, guys, we have a mulligan, right? He needs one, a mulligan. Uh, we need to go back to these questions, but, you know, actually we have a person who want to answer the question. Our good friend Joy in Costa Mesa, by not going to her Bible or Googling it, she says she has an answer for easy and Joy, Welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing? Doing great, guys. Thank you. And uh, maybe I uh, called it too soon. I didn't understand all the questions, so I don't know if I'm right. But I just want to clear up, um, be sure that I understand is um, Brian is going to Nepal with with um, with uh, the professor. Does he need to help? Uh, does he need financial aid too? Of course, uh, everybody. For the, yes, everybody. The whole trip. The whole trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, trip. that's what yes. I wanted to understand. That's okay. Good. Well, we, my answer five characters. You meant like people involved in the personalities involved. Yeah, the characters involved in that yeah. uh, particular sentence. So, so I, it was David number one. Okay. And it was the Lord number two, and it was Bathsheba number three, and Uriah her husband, and the baby that was born. Would that be? You got four. You got four, and I said four out of five, I get it for you. But the Lord was the, the, the good one. And there's one more that's left, but I don't want to tell it because if someone else did it within yeah. three minutes of you, oh. then, you know, I mean, you know, like don't get me wrong, we're always going to take care of your joy, but I just like to have people just 
think on these things for a while, but great answer. You, you came yeah. off the dome. You didn't go Google it or you didn't do anything like that, right? I didn't do That's anything. my girl. No. That's I my girl. I started to grab my Bible. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that honesty. Appreciate that, honestly. I thought about it. We need, we need well, your address from Joy. I don't know which yeah. one I'm wrong with. But, uh, well, sorry. there's only one left. Enjoy. Uh, we, I'm going to put you on hold and have Eric make sure you get your address. Yeah. And then anybody okay. else that would call in with that fifth Thanks. one within three minutes, then they're going to be over that. you. Okay, thank you. I'm going to put you on hold now. Okay. All right. Eric, if you could take that uh, caller right now. I think uh, Jerry told us we have about, what, about four minutes left? Well, give us uh, three and a half. We're good. Um, okay, we have about three and a half minutes left to the broadcast, guys. So um, what I'll do, Harry's getting phone calls now about trying to get in the other one. I'm sure they're calling about the question. But, Craig and Brian, why don't you make some closing thoughts, and then we'll go out, we'll go out like this. <laughs> well, again, Daryl, it's, um, it's uh, what I say every week, pretty much. Eternity is too long to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some – Pray about this one. There's some things they're going to be doing with that phrase. And so uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I like that. So, again, uh, it's something that, you know, I I just don't want people just to take that phrase for granted. That's some kind of cliche. Yeah. Eternity. Just think about it. Eternity. You know, you hear the songs 10,000 years. We've been here Mm 10,000 years. Even 100,000 years. Think about that. We are not even on this earth really 100 years. Mm -hmm. But if you think about 10,000, 20,000, 100, that doesn't even come close to Mm -hmm. eternity. And eternity is with the Lord forever. In our resurrected body. In our resurrected body. And the people are suffering in a resurrected body. Exactly. PCH? Yes, I really want to encourage people to live in light of eternity. Mm -hmm. to really invest in the kingdom of God, to invest in God and his people and knowing his word. And, and when I say invest, I don't just mean finances, although I do mean that. And I don't just mean our ministry. I mean the church you attend, the fellowship yes. you attend, yes. any really worthwhile ministry you believe in, especially if you receive a blessing from them through teaching, then I would encourage you, counsel you, exhort you to, to support them financially, whatever you're able. But your time, talent, and treasure... I just, guys, it seems like yesterday I was 18, and then I was 25, wow. 30, 40, 50, 60, and we go up for there. But the point is, is this life is really going very quickly, and I realize truly it will soon be over, relatively speaking, and what, all that matters is what we do for God's glory, and that we invest in people, we invest in His kingdom, which is advancing the gospel, and, and for people to come to know Christ, and for people who are believers to be discipled and to become mature in their faith. There's nothing more important, and I would argue there's nothing that brings one greater joy and peace and, and lasting fruit and, and investment for eternity than investing in God and His kingdom, which is investing in people, loving them, discipling them, and sharing the gospel with those who do not know Jesus Christ, or being involved directly or financially and prayerfully with those who are doing that. Appreciate really appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, again, like I said earlier in the broadcast, <clears throat> if you want to communicate with us, the the absolute best way to do it is through the, our Internet, the website. Go to Bible Info Brokers. Take an opportunity to navigate through those various resources that we have available. Also take the opportunity just kind of knowing that through the website you can learn some things about various ministries. Please, please, please study to show yourself approved unto God. Read the Word of God. Prayerfully, prayerfully consider what you need to be doing in light of eternity that Brian and Craig mentioned. And I'll just simply tell you this, that 
when you live your life and let your light so shine in front of men so they may glorify God in heaven, what there is no greater investment that you can do by selling out your life for God. He doesn't, you don't need to die for him, as it were. But just imagine when he talks about precious in the sight of the Lord or the, the, uh, the death of the saints. You know, I think about what Brian said about with this human trafficking, you mess with people's money. Craig and Brian get killed out there, man. They know that. They're not, they're not you know, they, they know that. It, they have families, people. This is serious business. So on behalf of the Bible Information Brokers, I just want to say, take the Lord serious because we take him serious. Mama Grace and Big Daddy's baby boy saying, if the Lord willing, we back more with Bible Information Brokers. And Mama Grace and Big Daddy's 71st anniversary was yesterday. Or the 7th. I just had to say that. God bless.